Hello, I'm Daniel. This is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. I am a meditation teacher and also a labor activist in Kansas City, Missouri. I teach classes in meditation and Buddhism at the Rime Buddhist Center, as well as a few other places. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Hello, I was reading recently a book called The Nectar of Manjushri's Speech. The Nectar of Manjushri's Speech. And you don't have to remember that title, but it's by Kunzang Peldin. And I came across in this book a teaching I really wanted to share. This text, by the way, is a detailed commentary on Way of the Bodhisattva by Shantideva. And Uh, It's kind of a high-level book. I recommend it, but only if you're interested in going really deeply into Bodhisattva teachings. It's kind of heavy. It's probably the heaviest uh, way of the Bodhisattva commentary I've read, and I want to make that very clear. It may not be for everyone, but um, this teaching in there that I really want to talk about, I'm going to talk about. The section I'm talking about today is the section on diligence. And what is diligence? It's the thing that keeps us going. It's assertiveness. It's uh, uh, people used to say stick-to-itiveness, stick-to-itiveness, which is not a real word. But it's, it's, you know, it's, it's what really inspires and motivates us to keep going, to keep trying to cultivate wisdom, to keep trying to be generous and virtuous and to keep doing our meditation practice. Because the truth is, it's very easy to not do our meditation practice. And it's diligence that keeps us keeps us going. So this is a teaching called The Four Forces. And it represents four things that sort of help us in our cultivation of diligence. Because we do need diligence for the path. And some people don't like the word diligence. And they, they like to use the words enthusiastic effort instead and it and it's the same thing it's we could say effort we could say m- inspiration motivation whatever any of these words work but we're talking about what keeps us going when it's hard to continue what keeps us going when it's hard to continue so i'm going to read to you a quote from the book just as the son of a chakravartin which means great king who turns the wheel of power is able to establish others in virtue by relying on his four armies in the same way the buddha who turns the wheel of dharma has given to his bodhisattva children four forces also so they too can accomplish the welfare of beings these four forces are aspiration steadfastness joyfulness and relinquishment relinquishment i'll read those again These four forces are aspiration, steadfastness, joyfulness, and relinquishment. So I read that, and I wanted to explore these forces a little bit, and that's what made me decide to give this talk. So aspiration is defined in the book as a keen interest in the Dharma. Steadfastness is defined as whereby one does not go back on what one has begun. And it's also called self-confidence. It's also considered related to self-confidence, which I'll go into later. 
Joyfulness is defined as whereby one takes pleasure in what one is doing. And relinquishment is defined as discarding the things that don't serve us. So I'm going to go through each one of those and talk about them. Okay. So aspiration, what is aspiration? Aspiration essentially means hoping for something or trying to achieve a goal. In this context, we're talking about the goal of enlightenment. And because we're talking about the Mahayana, the great Bodhisattva path, we're talking about enlightenment, aspiring for enlightenment for ourselves, but also for everyone else making the world a better place. And if that sounds like a daunting goal, that's because it is. But this is really about setting an intention. We have to remind ourselves that sometimes, we have to remind ourselves sometimes that this path is not a hobby. It's not something just to be done when we're sitting on the cushion or in the temple. The Bodhi Bodhisattva's journey should be with us all the time. We use the word aspiration instead of words like goal setting or resolution because it speaks to it being something deeper, something more important. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves what we're doing and why. If we're unclear about why we're on the Buddhist, the Bodhisattva path, that may be a thing for us to explore. But it's really setting this intention at the beginning that underscores what we're trying to do. And this is often why Buddhists take some form or another of vows. It's we take, I've taken refuge vows, pratimoksha vows, and bodhisattva vows. We can take these series of, of vows and it really helps us to solidify our intention and solidify our aspiration. It helps us make things clear. It's an effort to make what we're doing clear in our minds. It's like a mission statement. And that leads nicely into steadfastness. What is steadfastness? Steadfast is kind of a weird word, isn't it? It's not a word we use a lot, but it means being firmly resolute. It's what keeps us going. So aspiration was setting the goal and steadfastness is like our determination to follow through. We need to develop this quality because the truth is, it's very easy to fall off the path. It's easy to blow off our meditation practice. You know, I'd rather I could meditate, I could do my daily practice, or I could listen to a podcast or, or watch Netflix, you know, like there's in the modern world, countless ways to entertain ourselves. And sometimes we feel like we deserve to be entertained, I think, like we have a right to it or something. So that can make it very easy to not meditate. And it's easy to stop practicing generosity and virtue too. It's easy to get just caught up in our self selfishness or self obsession and not care about others. And you know, I'm going to do this thing because I want to. I don't care if it's right or wrong. It's very easy for us to get caught up in that. So and steadfastness is sort of that quality that helps us. It's, it's because we need a determination to stick to it. We need that. And an aspect of this is self-confidence. Self-confidence is believing we can do it. The Buddha was an ordinary person like us, and he attained enlightenment. Um, Shantideva was an ordinary person like us too, and he had no friends, and he attained enlightenment. There's nothing stopping us but ourselves. And we sometimes think we can't do it, 
we could hear, you know, all beings have awakening as their true nature. But sometimes we hear that and we think, oh, sure, sure. Oh, but not, not, not me, not me. I give in to temptation all the time. I'm sad and broken. I don't have awakening as my true nature. Surely not me. And in that way, we're in our own way. We're in our own way when we think I'm not good enough. But the truth is, awakening is your true nature. It's the true nature of all beings. So we need to remind ourselves of that. It's in the same way we, we can think, you know, all things come and go. All things are impermanent, but still we rail against getting older. You know, we rail against the fact that we are impermanent too. In the same way, all things have awakening as their nature, but we know all our dark secrets. So sometimes we tend to think, oh, not me. I don't. I don't have the same nature as Buddha. I'm not good enough to have that as my true nature, right? And we need to we need to defeat that kind of negative self-talk. It gets in our way. It gets in our way on the spiritual path and in day-to-day -day life too, really. So because our aspiration is clear, we can cultivate determination as well. Not just to start the path, but also to keep going, especially when we really don't want to. So what is joyfulness? Joyfulness means a feeling of bliss and well-being. In this context, we're talking about getting excited about the path. This could be something that's easy to overlook, and that's what makes it important. We are striving to attain enlightenment for ourselves and others. We are pursuing the path to be free from suffering. We are. And this can be something to get excited about. I think, uh, and this is true of spirituality in general and not just Buddhism, often people don't get excited about it. People just go through the motions often. And the truth is that we could get excited about this. We used aspiration to set our intention. And we tried to derive some measure of confidence from our steadfastness. So now we can cultivate joyfulness. And it's because if we believe in what we're doing then we can have that reminder, oh, well, enlightenment is at the end of this, right? And even, even if we don't get to enlightenment, like we're, we're cutting away our delusion regardless. We are living better lives because we're walking this path. And we can celebrate that. We don't have to just do that. We can celebrate that. And we can also cultivate more joyfulness because we have a great opportunity now. We have access to more Buddhist teachings than anyone in history has ever had access to. Barriers that used to exist and be impossible to get around, like distance and language, are falling away more and more. Things are being translated. Books, sacred texts can be acquired for $20, right? And... In ancient times, that was not a thing. If you wanted to read Wave the Bodhisattva, 
you'd have to go to a specific place and learn languages you don't know in order to study it at all. And now we are living in a different time and place. And sometimes people forget to cultivate joyfulness. Sometimes people just go through the motions of their spiritual practice and they aren't reflecting on the significance of it. They're just doing it to do it. And we may have to remind ourselves that this journey is an adventure. We can celebrate our path in a very real way because it is something to get excited about. So what is relinquishment? Relinquishment means giving things up. What are we talking about giving up? We're talking about giving up the things that don't serve us. We're talking about learning to put down our emotional baggage, our delusions, our need to always be right, our self-obsession. You are not the things that have happened to you. You are more than that. You are not the stories you tell yourself about yourself. You're more than that too. These things can get in our way and it can be tough. We are often obsessed with ourselves and the path calls for us to really care about and work for the benefit of others. Even when we don't like ourselves very much, the truth is that's just a different form of self-obsession. And we often are caught in that extreme. We either think we know better than everyone and we're better than others and more important, or we think the opposite of that and we think we're below everyone and we think we're not good enough. Rarely, very rarely do we have a clear picture of ourselves and our place in the world. That's the truth. And these are the things that can easily get in our way. So we want to learn how to cultivate the ability to put these things down. So these are the four forces. These are the tools we use to manifest greater diligence on the path and in our lives in general. And diligence is so important. It's so important, not just in the spiritual path, but in your career, in your family, in your relationships. It's important. And without it, it can be so easy to give up. So I want to say, let's not give up. Let's reflect on these four forces and let's not give up, okay? Um, so that's it for today. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. And I hope this talk has been helpful. Thank you for listening and have a good day.